0: Feel like we've done this before okay we may have done this
1: before or because i, I think know. i i don't think we did this exact topic before but we did talk about it because we were like i think well let's just get into it i think this is a good conversation to have. dedicated dedicated conversation what's up y'all happy yeah uh, what's going on besties this is your host jill coleman and Danny J, Danny Jizzle, well, Yeah, it's Yeah, you're, you're definitely Danny Jizzle. If you guys did not listen to a couple episodes ago, <laughs> when you asked Jeff to whip out his pizzle,
0: <laughs> so that's my new name. That's what we're sticking with. So this topic, I, Jill and I are sitting here talking about whether we've talked about it or not. But I don't know if we've, <laughs> I don't know if we've done a whole episode and if we have, maybe our feelings have changed actually. So, mm-hmm. um, we got a DM and I'm gonna read you what she said. And I did not ask to share her name. I keep forgetting to do that, so sorry. Um, So I'm not gonna share it, just in case. So she said, I've been binging on the new episodes and loving them. I'm not sure if you talked about this, but I was wondering your take on when you make more money than your partner. My husband comes from a more traditional family background where the man is the breadwinner and supports the family over the past three years, the tides have changed. And I am now the breadwinner. He is super supportive, but also struggles with letting go of feelings that he's now less than if that mm. makes sense. Would love to hear your thoughts on this. Thanks ladies. So, so juicy. Uh, yeah, this is good. Cause I've had this issue in my marriage before and you and I both um, have these kind of things struggles challenges come up if they are struggles or challenges so it's a really good one mhm
1: yeah it is and, and you know this is definitely something to you know talk about with your partner because i think i i do remember we kind of touched upon this i don't think it was a full episode Because I remember saying, how would you feel? Because I think for men specifically, they really value um, being the provider. And oftentimes that providing is in the form of uh, being the breadwinner, bringing in the money, bringing home the bacon, whatever that looks like. In fact, we have a good friend of ours who just had a, a baby and he just recently got married as well. And his baby was like a month old, and I was like, "How's it going?" And you were talking about because we actually are business partners as well. And he said, you know, it just has lit a fire under my ass to like really provide. you know, like now I have like a wife and I have a baby and like it just gotten me so much more motivated to make more money, to be more ambitious when it comes to my work. And I think, I do think in its general terms, but I do think that's a male thing. I don't think we often see that from women for in that capacity. I think because culturally maybe men are made to think that their self, their worth is dependent upon how much money they're making, how much success they have, how their status. I think for women, we sort of get fucked because, um, oftentimes it's about looks for us. It's about youth, you know, anti-aging, Uh, you staying in shape, stuff like that. And so I think we did talk about it in terms of like, how would you feel if you were dating, you know, or you were with someone who's better looking than you? Maybe that Mm -hmm. would be something that we could think about as a woman when we think society sort of wants us to be this, you know, you need to look a certain way, you need to be attractive, you need to stay youthful looking, whatever. So I think it just, it's very much within the constructs of this sort of the society that we're in, and I think you need to first and foremost have awareness that some of that stuff is kind of bullshit, and we're not in 1950 anymore. And so, what does the new narrative potentially look like? And then, talking through that with your partner is extremely important if they and because their feelings are real. You know, if he's feeling less than, or he's feeling, um, you know, like somehow that's he's not feeling good enough. We need to maybe dig into why that is, and then how how can he feel um, a sense of worthiness that has nothing to do with how successful you are.
0: Yeah. I like that you brought up that it's not the 1950s anymore because, you know, we are in 2021, but just because we're there doesn't mean that society's caught up. So we're living with adults who were born in the twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, who still have those ideals and raised their children and their children raised us. So our parents still probably have those beliefs and our grandparents definitely have those beliefs. I mean, women weren't even really in the workforce as much until World War II and it was kind of by necessity. And so there's a lot of things, there's a lot of um, conditioning, really deep conditioning. So like Jill said, it's, it's bullshit, but we have to really look at our beliefs and where did they come from? Did we choose this? Did we really believe that women can't do like can provide that we can't make money or is it just that we believe that the men should or that we believe the man of the house should do that and we also come from the generation where there was a lot of latchkey kids I know I was one I think Jill was too we both had working moms and We came from a generation where we saw parents working and and mothers working. And so I think for a lot of us now, we always believed we could work. And so we we're in this like weird middle of being pulled to believe that maybe we shouldn't be, and yet we can be, and girls can do anything. And so there's a lot of just conditioning that's really layered and it's, it's maybe from your upbringing and then it's also cultural and it's also could be religious and could be from family. So ultimately looking at that and looking at your beliefs is one thing, but also looking at his and validating, like, let's have a conversation. Like to Jill's point, we need to talk about it because this is it definitely sucks for the woman because she's like, I'm fucking crushing, you know? Yeah. And and to
1: have a partner who maybe he's excited for, but to feel as though her success is taking away from his worthiness, mm-hmm. as if it, there's a finite amount of success that someone can have in the, in the marriage, or there's, um, you know, like if it, it's a zero sum game, if one person is super successful financially, the, that means the other person is not successful financially, you know, and that's, and that's hard because I know you've had this experience too, of feeling like, am I too successful? And Mm -hmm. is this contributing to maybe my marriage going sideways? You know, something that we
0: definitely have to consider. Yeah, this was a big thing for me. And I'm glad we're talking about this because, um, this happened in my marriage. Uh, when I first got married, my husband was, he bought, he bought the home before I met him. He was taking care of things. We probably were making around the same amount as far as like our salaries go Um, But he took care of all of the bills and I, my money was just basically the play money. It was vacations. It was travel. It was upgrades on the house and that kind of thing. And then things shifted and he ended up starting to work for himself. He was, he became a personal trainer like I was, and I had all of the clients at the time. And so he was starting out brand new. So in a way it was, we had a conversation of like, this is fine. You take care of things because you're you know, he was building his business, but as things went on and progressed later on in the marriage, I know there was a very specific time where I got a, an email to do a post. It was just like a social media post and I was going to get paid $1,500 and I was super pumped about it. because I was like, it's super easy money. I was going to post on Facebook and nobody was even watching Facebook at that point. And I, and this is right before my marriage ended. And I just remember it so well, because I really, internalized this women maybe shouldn't make more than the man for, for quite a while. And so I told him, I said, Hey, guess what? I got this, this, um, opportunity to post for 1500 bucks. And he just kind of came at me like, that's nice. Great for you. And I was like, wait, this is for us. This is our money. I wasn't saying it to brag or to make him feel bad, but he took it. And I don't know what was going on with him at the time, but he took it at like almost threw it back at me and it made me feel like, what did I do wrong? And all along I was thinking, this is like the easiest money. We should be so pumped about it. And it did go back to him not feeling good about himself and not being able to maybe make that kind of money that quickly. And we ended up, I found out about the affair probably just weeks later. And so I really, um, and I, the first thing I had asked him when I found out about the affair was why, and he said, because you don't need me. And I took that to also mean that he didn't, I didn't need him financially that I didn't, I could be on my own. I could take care of myself and it was true. I could. And so it really affected me in a big way. When I was dating, I remember being scared and asking men um, that I was dating. Like, how do you feel about women making more money than you? And some of them said they didn't like it. So there is a truth there. There is, uh, there can be, uh, issues doesn't mean there has to be, but I think there definitely needs to be conversation because it can't it can do two things. It can make you, um, make yourself small because you don't want to outshine them and, and you don't want to lose your marriage, which is valid, or it could make you keep growing, keep making things big and then make them feel worse. And you could lose your marriage that way. And I hate to say that this could be make or break a marriage, but it can without having proper conversation without like really deconstructing your beliefs and looking at them and without deciding what else can matter and how this isn't affecting how you look at Your partner.
1: Yeah. Um, I was going to say the fact that you mentioned like what else can matter. I think that's a really big part of it is going, you know, why does me being six, like, I guess to also to your point about like, Hey, this is our money. So somehow Mm -hmm. maybe the, the male spouse is not feeling, Like the money that you're making is also the family money, you know, whereas I don't think, I think with women we go, oh, it's like, it's family money. It's all going into the same pot, you know? And I think we tend to think that way. And I think some, on some level, he's not feeling like your success is also his success. And so I think you definitely have to have that conversation. And also just like, how do you, how is he deriving a sense of self-worth? How are you deriving a sense of self-worth? Like where and why even, you know, have that conversation. Right now, I'm in a relationship where I do make more than my partner. And at first, when we first started dating, he was very uncomfortable talking about money. Not because he, um, you know, felt bad. I mean, he makes a really good living uh, doing what he does, but he also just thought like he came from a corporate background and he came from a, a like a family that you just don't talk about money. So he would say like I just feel like it's tacky. I feel like talking about money is sort of like taboo. And as an entrepreneur we talk about money all the time. We talk about money in a very clinical way. It's not like, oh, I'm good because I made this. It's literally like this launch did this, you know, this is our expenses. This is the payroll. Like we have to be in our numbers all the time. So for me, money doesn't have a charge. Like it doesn't have, and I think that's also, I'm not saying all women are like that, but for me personally, money doesn't have a charge. Um, And I think that is a result of just being an entrepreneur where things have to be clinical. Um, But over time, and as we've gotten more serious in our relationship, we've had to have money conversations, he does not feel at all threatened by, uh, from what I can tell anyway, does not feel threatened at all by the fact that I make more. In fact, I think he sees it as like, you know, I don't think he's like, I think he sees it as my money. I don't think he's like, I'm entitled to your money. I don't think it's anything like that. But I think he also is committed to us as a family and growing together. And so if we do things in the future, I don't think he never assumes, and I would be very, I'm very like uh, sensitive to this, He never assumes I'm going to pick something up. He's never said something like, Well, you make more money, you should pay more. Like, he's never said anything like that. If there are things that I want to invest in because I have the cash, I'm willing to do that. I never feel like, um, you know, but we have had conversations. He, I don't think that's his value system, to be honest. I don't think money is his value system. I think his value system is a lot more around, uh, athletics and, um, you know, fitness and health and stuff like that. So who knows if I got in better shape than him, maybe he would feel, (laughs) maybe he would feel uh, a little bit threatened, but I think everyone's a little bit different, but you have to have an open conversation about this. And I think not to tell him he's wrong for feeling that way, but instead to ask him, What is it about, like, how does this make you feel? What, why don't you feel like this is also our family money or how is this not, does this feel like if I'm successful, that means you aren't successful because there's, it sounds like there's a contrast there versus if he's making good money. And it's an absolute good amount that he feels happy with you making more than that shouldn't affect how he feels about what he's doing. And so I think you definitely have to have those conversations. Um, but to Danny's point, it, it can be something that if you ignore it and are just, and it's hard because you want them to, to be excited for you. Like it's nothing worse than your partner. Just like, I mean, and in my marriage, I did have a few moments, especially because you're both entrepreneurs. Where my ex-husband would say stuff, especially after I went through like a big launch or something, he would say, "Well, it must be nice," or like, "Oh, I wish we were making that kind of money." He just had moments, and now I can look back and go, "That was just that was a moment where he was feeling really sensitive, and he was feeling really self-conscious, and he was feeling bad about his own stuff." Um, but at the time, it really made me upset because I was like, "Fuck! Like I'm working my ass off. Like I'm proud of what I've done." And so, having a partner that can't celebrate you can't put their own sort of sensitivities aside it is a bummer but i think with conversation and just curious conversation inquisitive conversation you guys can come to an agreement about what um how to move forward i think it's hard
0: yeah i like i like those conversations and asking like what you know, what does this mean about, what do you think this means about you or about us? I think um, I was in network marketing for a while and there was a lot of women who would get into the business and their husbands weren't supportive. And it wasn't that they didn't support them because they didn't think they could do it, but it ultimately came down to the husband's thinking, oh, you're getting a job because I'm not doing good enough. Mm. So the the woman just wanted to do something for herself. Make some right. extra, I don't know, Botox money, target money or something. <laughs> yep. And the husband was going, why are you getting a part-time job or why are you bringing on this business when like I'm providing for you? So why, so it's, they took it as like, I'm not doing good enough. And so we have to ask ourselves and maybe ask him, what's the story you're telling yourself about this? What is the story you're saying in your head about me making more money? And what does that mean about you? It doesn't mean you're not providing enough. It's just, Hey, now we got double the fun, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. we have more to play with or whatever it is. And maybe even having the conversations about who's Money does what, you know, maybe it is your money goes towards investments or your money goes towards vacations or fun. Or if, if the script has to flip and you have to pay the bills now, you can have a conversation about what that looks like. Like, yeah, I am paying all the bills and making things happen, but that doesn't mean your value here isn't needed. You know, I still need you to, I don't know mow the lawn and I still need you take to the fucking trash
1: out. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I know. I think that's a really good point is deciding like, okay. And I, you and I have talked about this and I'd be interested in your take on this. To me, money isn't the thing that's attractive. Like if someone, cause we, when we went out with dudes in LA who like literally just thought we would want to Fuck with fuck them, date them, whatever, based on their money. And I was like, no, no, nope, (laughs) like that's not my value. I'm sure there are plenty of, you know, people who that is a factor for. Um, But what is most and more attractive to me is ambition, right? So whether you're making fifty thousand dollars a year, five hundred thousand dollars a year, five million dollars a year. Do you have ambition? And I think that that really is maybe the missing link. And so, um, you know, if he's feeling like maybe he's not attractive to you or he's losing attractiveness or something, have that conversation. Be like, hey, I like it, the absolute amount of money doesn't matter to me. I just want you to be striving. I wanna know that we're a team. I wanna know that we're both you know, working towards something that's like ultimately what we need to be doing for us and then come together and it makes it better that we're together. And I think it can be a really nice thing if you guys can get over this hump to bond over. Like, hey, like we're both doing our passion. Like you can talk business together. You can talk about your plans. Like to me, this is an exciting, it can be a really exciting time if we can help one another get over our sensitivities and our insecurities around it.
0: I really love that because I was just thinking that there can be so many negatives in this that can come out where if you don't have the conversation, and I mentioned this earlier, if you start dimming your light and pushing yourself down and not doing as much because you don't want to make him feel bad. And that's not really the way we want to go. Like We want you to live to your potential and crush it and do as much as you can, but it- it's hard when you know that it could be upsetting them. So you, these conversations are crucial. So you can't get to the point where you're like, I'm rocking it. And I know my partner is proud of me and excited for me. And when I have a win, I can celebrate it. I don't have to hide my success because hiding your success is going to subconsciously sabotage your success. And I know this firsthand because I did it to myself. Um, I After I got divorced, I really just financially sabotage myself because I thought that I couldn't be successful and have a relationship that I couldn't, um, make more money than a man could, uh, a man that I was with. And so I, I got lost in these stories myself and they weren't even conscious. Um, it was really an unconscious thing until I kind of started talking to a counselor and working through some of these things. I didn't realize how much it affected me, but just that statement of you don't need me made me create all these stories about what that meant. And maybe that's his story too, is I'm not needed anymore. Maybe he's afraid if you can make enough, then you can leave and take care of yourself. And that can be true. And the truth of it is, is I would rather have somebody who wants me versus needs me. And I don't want to be financially dependent on someone. I want to be there because I love them and they love me. And like, we enjoy being together and that we add value to each other's lives. And, you know, I think if you can express that to your partner of how much you mean to that you, they mean to you Um, outside of the money conversation. Like, Hey, if
1: you're making zero dollars, I would still want to be here because you have so much more to offer than just your bank account.
0: Yes. And also just let them know how you feel too. Like, Hey, this is, it makes me feel bad that you're, I, you know, maybe I want you to be happy for me. And I want to be able to share these wins with you. And I want to be able to share in the success because my success is our success and we are a team and we are a family. And that's the way I look at it. And I would really love for you to look at it the same way. And I want to know how we can get on the same page there because it can really be a shift in things. And maybe even, I don't know, reading some books just about, I don't know, like the women and how they're making money now. And it doesn't, you know, you don't want to come down on them like, hey, we don't live in the 50s. And obviously, he knows that. And a lot of men do know that, but they still are programmed from what their parents taught them and what their grandparents taught them. So there's a lot of deep rooted, deep conditioning that needs to be like deconstructed. And that may take a little bit of time.
1: You know, and I'm thinking about this. And, you know, I really, and it sounds like she's already thinking about this, and they're maybe even having conversations. I think for me personally, and I wouldn't necessarily always recommend this to everybody, but I think for me, especially because I love my work so much, it's like literally, it's my lifeblood. If I was with someone who couldn't get over it, I'd, I would leave. Like, I think I would. At the end of the day, if I couldn't, if I was with someone who like literally could not handle my financial success. I would probably have to leave personally, you know, but I obviously don't have, you know, kids and things like that and considerations. But I think you, you know, hopefully it won't come to that. But that is probably something you need to think about. And not everyone would make that decision. I think a lot of, you know, people would maybe if they had to choose between one or the other would maybe choose to maybe save their family or whatever. But I do think that it's possible to, like Danny said, get on the same page with conversations over time. And maybe you need to go to counseling. Maybe this is something where you need a mediator to to have this conversation. So you don't feel like, mm-hmm. you know, there that you're lecturing him or like something like that. So maybe you can just go to a counselor or um, you know, therapist or something that can maybe facilitate just a benign conversation around money. Cause I think sometimes money can be really char, it can be a really charged topic, especially if that's how, you know, someone derives a sense of self-worth. So maybe look into couples counseling, just even for, you know, a couple months, just to like be able to smooth things over and for him to work on his own, like self-worth stuff.
0: I really like that suggestion. I was going to say a lot of times, and this is the same thing when I was a trainer, um, you know, the food stuff was never about the food and money is usually not really about the money. So it really is probably coming down to self-worth. Maybe he's looking around at his friends at his age and where he wants to be by now. And he's not like, they- there's a midlife crisis for a reason. And we're all going through like in these, in these late thirties, forties, fifties, starting to look around at our lives and thinking maybe we should be in a different place by now. So maybe there's more going on than just you making more money than him. And it's just exacerbating or bringing it up or shining a light on it. And so, you know, it's, I just really always believe the money's not really about the money. The food's not about the food. There's always some other stuff going on. Likely it's a self-worth issue and, you know, some deep, some conditioning and all of that, I'm sure. But I think it's a great, great tip that Jill suggested is probably doing a little bit of counseling and it doesn't mean anything's wrong with your relationship. It's just counseling helps have a third party there. And also just to be able to have conversations and maybe say things, well, uh, say things in a way that they're received. And they, uh, there's kind of a mediator there that can help, you know, translate what you may be trying to say and translate what he's trying to say to you.
1: Yeah. Maybe just, you know, asking open-ended questions that maybe you hadn't thought of, Mm -hmm. um, love that. Yeah. This is a great conversation because I do think this is more and more prevalent. And I would say if you, if your partner is maybe starting with some passive aggressive comments or some sort of cheap shots or some things that feel like backwards compliments, it might be time to sort of call out this conversation. And it doesn't mean that they're wrong and you're right. It just means that there's definitely some smooth, you guys got to get on the same page for this. Like, this is a huge, huge issue. So um, thank you so much for asking it. You guys, we love when you guys send us messages. This is perfect. This is exactly sort of what we're talking about is maybe you don't even have a specific question. You just are like, can we riff on this thing? This is something I'm dealing with. Um and I feel like the last several episodes we've been like listen to us, but then also go to counseling. (laughs) So like, (laughs) you know, obviously we have a lot of uh, personal experience with stuff like this and, you know, we definitely love this. We're not saying that we know everything, but this is at the end of the day, so much of this does come down to honest and open communication and, you know, helping your partner or even yourself. Because I think this is the conversation you want to avoid, right? These are always the ones that were like, this is a hot topic. Let's not, let's smooth it over. Let's not talk about it. And we sort of brushed under the rug, but I think like Danny said, this can be something that grows without you really noticing. And then all of a sudden, you know, things are going sideways and you're feeling like, you know, I wish we could have nipped this in the bud earlier. So Mm -hmm. um, good on you for sort of recognizing it and maybe wanting to have a, wanting to figure out a solution, because I do think this is something that can get really big if not addressed.
0: Yeah. And congratulations on your success. (laughs) (laughs) We will celebrate you and hopefully he'll be able to get on board too. I'm sure he wants to, I'm sure he doesn't want to feel the way he does. And This is a great conversation for many, many people. So thanks for asking, because I know you're not the only one who's probably having this challenge. So we love these, please. If you all have these things, send us our DMS are open on the best life podcast on IG, um, the Instagram, or sorry, the Facebook group. If you go to the best life podcast.com, we have a website up, you can find all our episodes and you can find the podcast group and all sorts of things. So we will see you on the next episode. Thanks guys. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.